with the sacrament of matrimony. So we have like over over eighty five what, chapters or yeah no, no uh, uh, we have eighty teams okay eight hundred uh-huh. more than eight hundred uh, worldwide eight hundred teams like like you two are a team is that is that what you're talking about or or what 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 do you mean by a team oh yeah so. We form in teams. Uh, is that's the name of the of the, uh, the um, group, and uh, very much it's like a, uh, seven couples form a team. Okay, and okay. Uh, so once you refer to eighty teams, it means eighty groups of seven uh, marriages or seven couples uh, forming teams. So, so, so you all, the two of you, are part of a of group mm-hmm. of six other couples. Exactly. And do they always cap it off at seven? Yeah, you can't have the eighth couple. It's always seven. Exactly. Yeah. It, it is between seven and five. The minimum being five. Okay. The maximum being seven. Because what we do is we uh, uh, our uh, meetings are like those old uh, the old church meetings where they were meeting to share the bread, yeah. to share the wine, representing Christ. And uh, we give our highs and lows during that meal. Yeah. And in that meal, nobody interrupts, nobody uh, asks for more bread or food or something. We're just eating and listening uh, the highs and lows that we have during a whole month. And uh, so if we get more than eight, seven couples, it's going to be long and tedious. Uh, But if we get seven to five, it's perfect timing for us to meet talk and listen to each other uh, as um, we are not a group of therapy or catechesis or things like that it's just to listen and share the day-to-day marriage uh, between all of us uh, because the teams are formed by couples that are like new marriage couples 20 24 years old to very seasoned couples that have been married like us 24 years 30 45 and we learn from each other because mm. sometimes we notice like, oh, that issue is not just pertaining to me or yeah. my uh, family. It is common. And uh, see how other people approach to it and solve it helps you and gives you more uh, clarity and more vision of uh, what the marriage should be. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. To your knowledge, are there any other uh, teams in North Texas, or are you all uh, in the well, only yes, one? Yes, uh, so we divide in provinces. Uh, very much they cut the country, U.S., in four pieces, uh, yeah. north, east, south, and uh, southeast and southwest. And uh, we we are part of the southwest province. Okay. And, uh, and then we are, Gabby and I are responsible for the North Texas part, Pretty much from Waco all the way up, um, from um, Nagarochis all the way to Amarillo and Oklahoma. Okay. So it's a big uh, territory. How did y'all hear about this, and how long have you been involved in it? Um, well, one of our best friends invited us to start it like a marriage group, uh-huh. and uh, so God um, gave us this gift with all the information through them. And uh, we were praying about to start like a ministry together as a couple because Mm -hmm. we were growing. But the spiritual growth was uh, kind of a part in us because since we have a lot of kids and uh, work and activities, it was hard to have um, that uh, spirituality together. So um, finding this movement 
uh, it was a great gift and we we were like asking to start this um this movement or i mean this team as a part of the english team in in our sector in the dallas english sector but um Carlos was asking my friend, hey, do you have something in Spanish? And they said, well, no, no, we don't, unfortunately. But you can start uh, one team in Spanish. And we were, well, if God is calling us to do this, we can. <laughs> so your your group is all Spanish-speaking. Uh, Our team Yeah, is, your team. But in U.S., you will be surprised, but the uh, bigger group of uh, team members speak uh, Portuguese, oh, really? mainly from okay. Brazil. And then the second language, I guess, is in, in English and then Spanish. Okay. So, yeah, okay. it doesn't matter which language you speak. Very much we have most of the uh, more common languages and uh, all the material is in those languages. Yeah. So it is very nice. I know you said that you all get together, you break bread and wine, and mm -hmm. you, you listen and you talk about how things are going, the highs and the lows. Uh, is there any like reading material or anything that you reflect on? or yeah, Kind of what's the basis of yes, the meetings? Uh, and one of the reasons that uh, we love this group a lot, because there is a lot of marriage uh, uh, groups, but uh, there are so certain things that kind of... Uh, are very in different, and one of them is like we don't meet on a, a church space. We meet in every member's houses, so okay. every and it's just one time a month. Okay. So we jump from house to house every month. The idea is to get to know the community better, how uh, every person lives and uh, share their faith with their family. So it is very interesting, and then. Um, uh, those uh, seven couples share those highs and lows and allows you uh, to follow a very specific material that is created uh, every year by the, um, uh, I, I don't know the name exactly of that, but this a committee college. at the college uh, that is international because this, war, this movement is worldwide and uh, they uh, decide the material and the team of the the name of the um, the material for that specific year, and then they share it, and we have a uh, they are um, um, province they, they're responsible for the whole U.S. print the materials, and then they distribute it to all the teams, and uh, there are options where we can just download them on our phones, and we can have that material in a digital way. So that kind of directs our whole year. Mm -hmm. And then each sex session has a specific format created by Father Kafari a long time ago when they started and it's very precise and it takes you, you know, by the hand during the whole meeting with the intention that you realize that Christ is needed between you and your wife. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's something very beautiful because it's not like you are just wandering and gathering material together because it's very hard uh, they do that for us. They check that with a, a priest and um, in um, cardinals, and they get all that material together. Even psychologists and all that that is going to help us grow as as a um, as a marriage. We're talking about the teams of Our Lady 
uh, apostolate, I guess you could say, ministry, uh, the North Texas, Oklahoma regional couple, Carlos and Gabby Contreras, uh, joining me in studio for this interview. They are from St. Philip, the Apostle Parish in Flower Mound, and as I mentioned before, celebrating their 24th year of marriage uh, this year, and they have uh, five children, and so they are uh, team leaders of, uh, of a group here in North Texas. What is the Marian aspect of it? Clearly, the Blessed Mother plays an important role in this. Uh, it's, it's named after her, so so how does that, I know you, you mentioned that you have a great devotion to Our Lady Guadalupe. Yeah. Uh, so how, how does the, the kind of the Marian aspect uh, work within it? Okay, um, we understand to this movement that the Virgin Mary is kind of showing us which role to follow. Uh, we based on the fact that she in the Bible said, uh, listen to what he has to say mm-hmm. and follow him. And that's what we do. And um, the aspects are the motherhood, the model of wife she was for uh, St. Joseph, and uh, the model of the family she was uh, raising with Christ and St. Joseph. And all that uh, aspect is what uh, reigns among us. Mm-hmm. And the Father Cafarel gave us some reflections about it that help us integrate that in our marriages. Yeah, so uh, 1992, uh, it says in the information that you had me um, uh, mailed, emailed over me, having carefully studied the draft uh, statutes, submitted for approval, and received the agreement of His Holiness, uh, St. John Paul II, now canonized saint, mm-hmm. uh, the Pontifical Council for the Laity recognized Teams of Our Lady as an association of the faithful. So what does that mean? Because you, you know, it started in 1930s in France, and mm-hmm. now... Uh, in 1992, what, what, did, what did that recognition mean to the organization? Yeah, this is a recognition that we got uh, that was like a, a review of uh, all of these years and they, uh, that was decreed on 1992. And that is something like um, it's showing us like different because it's giving this recognition from the, from the Holy um, Order or the Vatican mm-hmm. about our movement, so it's recognized uh, for the Pope. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I imagine you know you mentioned there's you know different ages, and mm-hmm. sometimes people may have been married married for fifty years, and there may be newlyweds. Mm-hmm. Um, how have how have y'all personally from your own marriage grown in this group? What did, what has it meant uh, to you to be part of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, early in the interview, you, you asked us how long have we been in the in the movement. We have been about eleven years. In okay. uh, what we noticed is our kids. Because you, if 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 all your members agree, you can meet with your kids at sometimes, and our our kids start getting along with each other, and sometimes they were even asking us, "Hey, when is the, the next meeting gonna be? We wanna." Uh, <laughs> they want to get you all there. out of the house, <laughs> or they were because they were were going with oh, us. Oh, they're also, gonna come. To okay. Uh-huh. Oh, I got so you. Okay. They start uh, knowing each other. They start seeing their parents as. Uh, living their faith and sharing yeah. their faith and sometimes listening to what we were sharing. And uh, some of them sometimes came and shared with us like, oh, wow, it is amazing knowing that you as my dad did this and this for my mom. Mm-hmm. And that is incredible. And yeah. they start seeing the faith in us and how we live it and how we share it. And that, I think, is amazing for them. And we have had testimonies from other teams where their kids 
were part of teams, and uh, it, that inspired them to be priests or nuns, or when they got married, they looked for their own team, and mm -hmm. now they're part of teams of Our Lady. So it, uh, it, it really impacts the life of our, our kids, and I think uh, for me that is very, very important because it's a way to show them how I am living my faith, not mm -hmm. just preaching them and do you want to add, add anything to that, Gabby? Yes, uh, this is great having um, a team formed with old ages because we can uh, learn from another couples older than us. So in our team, we have like a like a couple that is um, older for like maybe ten years or more than than that, but they have in a different stage of life and they they are very. Um, they're very open and they uh, they listen, but they say that they are learning to us the in their past there's some stuff that they didn't do it with their kids. So, but it's very um, very great having this um, this team for for with all ages mm -hmm. of another people. Yeah, because now they are sharing the life as a grandparents. Yeah. So, and we that are not in that stage yet. We're like, oh, okay, I need to be that, I need to be careful. So it's yeah, really yeah, I, I can see that. De definitely it would be a big advantage. Uh, so how, you know, people say, well, I'm, I've gone on a marriage encounter retreat or I've done this. Mm -hmm. uh, how, how does this kind of incorporate uh, with maybe some of the other marriage type of uh, groups that are out there? Is there any kind of a crossover or is this totally in a separate uh, category. No, it would be ideal to be in a crossover, and that's one of the reasons we're here to just bring it more to the people and to the knowledge of the people and uh, to all those uh, groups or associations that uh, to let them know that here is one more tool for them after they finish the retreats if they don't have options. We don't uh, promote the same way they do, or we, have, we don't have like... Um, Retreat where you collect all that people and then they get them into teams. We really just uh, go to uh, the churches. We ask permission to be formed as a team and we start promoting a little bit in the church. But it'll be ideal or great if other groups can hear of us and they can integrate us as part of uh, their movement so we can be the second stage after they finish. Because mm -hmm. it'll be great. Doesn't really. You don't need to take a retreat to be part of Teams of Our Lady. It's just the wish of having Christ in your matrimony. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and this is another option for marriage because sometimes uh, families are very busy. Uh, so our format is very flexible. Uh, meeting once a month, and then uh, we're very flexible. For the meetings, like uh, we can set up meetings uh, three months in advance, so that way uh, couples can organize better their schedules, that so they can uh, have time or make this time for their husband and wife. Yes, and so if somebody is listening right now and they th they are saying, "Oh, that sounds really interesting. I'd, I'd maybe like to get involved in." Um, you know, start a group. They gotta, they gotta find some friends who want to be involved in it as well. So, what, what's the first step if somebody's interested and they're just like, oh, this sounds intriguing. I'd like to learn more." Yeah, what should they just, do? Uh, first of all, reach out to us, contact us, and we will direct them to uh, the sector couple that is in charge of that specific area. Like in Dallas, our sector is in based in Coppell in Saint Anne's Church, 
and we have a Spanish sector that is, they just speak all, all of them speak Spanish and all their meetings are in Spanish and uh, they, they, we will direct them to them. So the first mm -hmm. step will be just contacting us. Then we do a little meeting where we present the program and they get to see what it's all about, what are we going to be doing, all the pros and cons, why it's so uh, ideal for couples with a tight schedule so they can plan better, etc. And if they think they like it, then we uh, get gather them or uh, put them together, put a team together, not necessarily with their friends, uh, with, with more people, but if they have two or three couples that they want to go with, uh, stay with them, we, we form the team that way. Okay, and, so you'll help them put a team together. Exactly. They don't have to come to you and exactly. say we've got all the people all already mm -hmm. together. Uh, may I give out the email and the phone number? Is yes. that okay? Mm -hmm. uh, 214-680-1739. And the email is northtxok-rc at teamsofourlady.org. So it's north spelled out, txok-rc at teamsofourlady.org. Again, the phone number, 214-680-1739. I'm speaking to Carlos and Gabby Contreras, North Texas, uh, Oklahoma regional couple uh, with Teams of Our Lady. And so we only have a, a few minutes remaining and uh, just wanted to give you all an opportunity to just speak to the people who are out there and anything else that we haven't mentioned that you'd like to mention about Teams of Our Lady. I'll start and then I'll let my wife <laughs> keep on going. Uh, these... This group is perfect for you that are looking for um, a ministry that is going to join you and your wife. In my case, as my wife uh, previously said, uh, I was an, in church and I was growing. I was in different uh, ministries, sometimes too many uh, ministries, and I. But I felt that I was growing a part of my wife. I didn't find a, a ministry that was putting her and me together to work and grow to towards Christ together as one. And uh, this movement, Teams of Our Lady, gave me that opportunity and showed me that that fairy tale of getting married so my wife can make me happy is not really that way. Mm -hmm. It's very much opposite. It's, I get married to find a way to help my wife reach sanctity and if you are one of those uh, husbands, uh, this is this is for you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of you know great men's groups and women's groups and Knights of Columbus and this you know the, the ladies. But you're right. Uh, though, though, there's nothing wrong with those. But at the same time, you, you, there's nice to have groups where the men and the women, the man, the man and the wife are together. So that, that's a very well put. Uh, give you the last word, Gabby. What else would you like to add to that? Uh, I would like to add, like, um, you are looking for. Growing as a family, growing as a person, as a as a couple, this is a great opportunity because we have uh, an specific components in our movement. We call them endeavors. Uh, this is a great tool for families or for marriages to to grow uh, personal and also as a families. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming in and for what you're doing. Uh, I think it's so needed because we know there's so many crises in marriages these days and divorce rates are just skyrocketing. Mm. And so uh, it's a great organization. Please reach out if you're interested to Carlos and Gabby Contreras. 
with the teams of Our Lady. Their phone number, 214-680-1739, 214-680-1739. Or you can email them, northtxok-rc at teamsofourlady.org. northtxok-rc at teamsofourlady.org. Um, what does the RC stand for? Is a regional couple. Regional couple. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very good. Well, thanks a lot for being here, and well, thank you for uh, the appreciate uh, your time. And uh, please get in touch with them if if you're interested. And thanks to Diane Xavier for running the board. Thank you for listening. If you have suggestions for future interviews of the week, I always like to uh, hear from you. My email directly to me is Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. God bless you and have a great rest of your weekend. And I, I should mention, uh, this, uh, maybe we should have mentioned it, this, this weekend is a, is a big weekend because we're celebrating marriage. What, yes. what's, what's tomorrow? <laughs> I mentioned that real quickly. I got about a minute mm-hmm. to, to go. I'm sorry. I didn't mention that before. Yeah. Uh, uh, the World Day, uh, International World Day Marriage uh, is going to be tomorrow. February 12th. February uh-huh. 12th. So yeah. this is a great opportunity uh, to to speak out about marriage, about love, and then uh, we're going to inspire you or just sharing with you what uh, what our movement can do in our lives. All right. World Day of Marriage, tomorrow, February 12th. Uh, so, married couples, celebrate away on that. So, thank you. I'm sorry, I should have mentioned uh, that earlier. So, uh, If I, I can add uh, something very, very quick, if you want to give uh, some different present to your wife, uh, this is the opportunity. Join the teams and enjoy something different yeah very nice all right thanks so much this has been the interview of the week here on kth 9 10 a.m would you like to witness a play depicting the remarkable story of america's first black priest tolton from slave to priest is a captivating multimedia live production filled with music drama and inspiring performances by jim coleman who plays father augustus tolton the play is coming to holy cross parish in dallas on wednesday february 15th at 7 p.m and at holy trinity catholic church in dallas on saturday february 18th at 2 p.m for more information and tickets visit stlukeproductions.com Faith and charity are key elements of life, but are they at the center of your financial decisions? With the Knights of Columbus, you can pursue financial stability, but more importantly, you can do so in a way that is compatible with the Catholic teaching. For more than 140 years, they have helped families guard their financial future. Today, they have expanded their offerings to include retirement annuities, long-term care insurance, and disability income insurance. Your faith can inspire your financial decisions. Terms and conditions apply. You can learn more by calling Chris Stark at 844-656-1492. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the KTH 910 AM interview of the week. Here in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network, KTH 910 AM, I'm Dave Palmer. Sissel is here running the board, and uh, I've got a, a, a dear friend uh, returning to the studio after having been interviewed a number of times. He's a real pro-life warrior here in the uh, North Texas area. His name is Andrew Smith. Uh, you may be familiar with him. Uh, he currently, and just recently, uh, accepted the position of Director of Outreach and Development for Bella House, uh, located online at bellahouse.org. And he is joining me in studio to talk about uh, pro-life work at Bella House and beyond. And so, and I should say, uh, he and his wife, Jacqueline, are proud parents of how about seven kids? Seven, uh, seven kids. Right. Okay. And uh, so welcome. How are you doing? Good, good to see you. Dave. Uh, I am good. Thank you for asking and for having me in. I haven't been here in quite a while, so it's really 
uh, it's quite a blessing to be back mm-hmm. and sitting in this chair and, and speaking to you again. Yeah, yeah. Things, you were doing things, a podcast in this studio before. So I was. I, I was telling you, reminding you before we started, the first time your name ever popped into my uh, mental radar was sitting next to your uh, then I think maybe girlfriend. Boy, uh, yeah. uh, and I was I was sitting in next to her at a UD class, and she's telling me about this guy she met from up north, working for you know for a pro life uh, ministry up in <laughs> New York. Right. And uh, but boy, here we are. But uh, tell us a little bit about your background. So I uh, I'm from New York, so that's uh, where I um that's where I come from. And so I started pro life work back in the year 2000. I went to work for a big national ministry and uh, started to do pro-life work on a full-time basis. I was considering, at the time, I was considering becoming a priest as well, so I wanted to to discern kind of all that stuff. And uh, I did that for about four years, and I moved to from New York to to Dallas because I met my wife, uh, Jacqueline, Jacqueline Smith. She works for the Catholic Pro-Life community. Uh, We met at a conference in New Orleans, a pro-life conference in New Orleans sponsored by American Life League. So, we had our two organizations had their booth tables next to each other in the uh, exhibit hall, and we met and started dating from there. We kept the airlines in business because I would fly <laughs> to Texas or she would fly to New York for about a year and a half. And we finally we got married in uh, December of two thousand four. Um, so that was uh you know so that's kind of the uh, the, the quick of it. Uh, before that, before I even met her, I had been uh, I was a police officer for five years. I was also in the Marines as well. So. Wow. Yeah, there's a background. Before there's a background. So, so well, why, why, why the issue? Why was it such a big deal from going police officer, Marines, and then all of a sudden you're working in pro-life? What, what was the catalyst there? There is a continuity there. I think that this kind of, uh, I've always had within me this kind of call to serve, right? However, however it is. And, you know, when I was a young man, I was excited, uh, joined the Marines, went overseas, you know, and that was great. And then, you know, so that's a way of serving. Right. And then, uh, I got out of that and became a police officer right away. And that's, again, that's another, uh, fantastic way to serve. And from there, I had come back into the church. This would have been the, uh, mid nineties. I'd come back into the church and was discerning the priesthood. Again, another way to serve. And, and I knew at the time it was just kind of like I wanted to dedicate my life in some significant way. You know, to those who, you know, have nothing or, you know, I, and I didn't know what exactly what that was. I thought the priesthood might have been an option. When I met Jacqueline, that wasn't such an option anymore, but that serve, that same service, that same call to service exists. Even Jacqueline and I, it's an essential part of our marriage now. It's a, I, I, I describe it as this, the spirituality of the gospel of life kind of just permeating everything we do. And we, we do this in our, in our work for what we do for a living, but it's also, uh, within our family, we're called to serve, and we do that in different ways at our church. Um, and we're, we're teaching them to respect and to serve others, especially as it comes to, you know, um, those who are least fortunate, uh, or like as the Pope would say, those who are like on the, on the peripheries, on the very edge of existence, you mm-hmm. know, and the unborn certainly, uh, are probably the primary category by which, you know, that, that, that is done. So we've always, we've always lived that way. We've always lived, that kind of life, uh, and it'll, it'll never end, you know, as far, as far as I can tell that, mm-hmm. that, that call to serve, uh, and to be a part of the gospel of life, um, has permeated our own existence for a long time. And, and it continues now, of course, with my work at Bella House and, and raising money and awareness, uh, about the work, this extraordinary work at Bella House, um, the attorney homes is just another, to me, it's a, it's another aspect of my life where I'm called to serve. 
Um, and that's, that's where I'm at. That's why I'm here today. Mm-hmm. And uh, Director of Outreach and Development. Those are really two different things. Uh, <laughs> they can be, Tell yeah. us about, well, first of all, um, you know, we're kind of assuming perhaps that people know about the Bella House. Yeah. Uh, maternity home you mentioned. Uh, give, give us kind of a bird's eye view of what exactly it is. A little bit of the history sure. uh, of uh, who, who, what Bella House is all about. Yeah, so Bella House is a, we call it a faith-based residence for homeless and pregnant women. We offer safe haven for enriching programs. We inspire them to transformation and bring brighter futures for mothers and children. That's kind of our mission statement. So the, how we interpret that practically is that women come to us who are, um, who are pregnant and homeless. Uh, I, I like to say they come to us broke and broken mm-hmm. and they don't have much. They don't have anything. So we have two maternity homes. We have two houses here in the Dallas area, one in Plano, one in uh, central Dallas. Uh, we can take in 11 women. Um, they have to be, so they have to be, they're, they're, they're pregnant. They're 18 or over. They're pregnant. They come to us. They, uh, they enter into our programs. They come live at our house. We provide thousands of hours of shelter every year, uh, for women who are pregnant and in need. Uh, and then we start to serve them. So we uh, give them everything that they need as far as, um, like the medical treatment that they need to have their baby, get them through delivery and help them out. And then once, once all that is done, right. And then they've, they've, and then there's, there's a little bit of settling the long-term transformation, begins. So we, we will train them on how to kind of, you know, get back into society and learn the, the skills that are necessary for them to become, you know, a functioning, functioning person again. Uh, the goal is to kind of get them on their own in their own place, raising their own children without so much assistance anymore. And so this is where we talk about transformation. Really, it's more than just about providing shelter or getting someone through their pregnancy and delivery. We do all that. But the, the latter stages of that is this transformation, um, bringing them back fully into, into, into society. Um, it's a, it's a very powerful work. I've seen it. Uh, we just had a lady who left, uh, the end of last year, she went through our programs and, um, she, she left out and she, um, uh, got her own place and she had her own children. She wrote this very beautiful note and, and, and I won't read it, but there's this one part that really got me. And it said that before she had entered into Bella house, uh, she had never before experienced, uh, the unconditional love of God. Mm. She had never experienced that before. That really got me because I, I, I felt like, you know, as a Christian people, we're called to serve unconditionally, to give of ourselves unreservedly. Um, and the truth is, is that the people, the staff, the volunteers, the workers at Bell House, they, they do that. You know, sometimes it almost scares me how it seems like it's so easy for them to do that. And I find myself reflecting and saying, boy, I'm not, I'm not doing enough. Right. I see that a lot. And, uh, so for this woman to say, Oh, she, this is the first time she had experienced that. How many other people out there who are, who are broken and in need, who are pregnant, who have nowhere to go, who might be stuck in cycles of, of poverty or violence or discovery or whatever? A lot of people out there like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the goal is to just bring them in, uh, help them out and get them back on their feet. Yeah. Um, when you say pregnant and homeless, you know, there's right. a pretty big spectrum there, I'm guessing. You could sure. have somebody like, you know, has been on the streets for 15 years and finds themselves pregnant. Right. And then you might just have somebody that's down and out and lost their job and, you know, bad circumstances or relationships. So what, what's the, what's the typical story if there is such a thing <laughs> right. of a person who's staying at Bella House? Yeah, I, I, I so I'm not, I'm not certain that there is a, a typical story. Um, there's a lot of diversity in the kinds of people who come to us in their situations. Um, but all of them, um, uh, you know, they're, they're broke and they're broken. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's a general category. But if, if you know someone who is in need of, of assistance who is pregnant, so that's kind of, they have to be pregnant. 
Um, and uh, if you know of someone who has, uh, who's, who's in that kind of condition and, and needs help and assistance with a place to stay or, you know, some kind of transformation in their life, you know, we're, we're the ones that handle that. So yeah. we're the ones that do that. And um, so, but a lot, a lot of people come to us, they come from all over the place. Um, and yeah, there's no typical story. I don't think yeah. I'm, I'm on the more administrative side. I don't deal directly with the houses yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. So I'm not there every day to see kind of who comes in and what goes on. Um, but that's, uh, but that is a huge part of it is, yeah. is uh, accepting women in unconditionally and, and giving them the help that they need. And I guess needless to say, they don't yeah. pay for the services because oh, no. they, if they could pay for them, then they probably wouldn't be homeless. But so they're, they're, it's paid for by the money that you raise from people who want to support this kind yeah, of thing. Absolutely. So we have, you know, at the two houses, just imagine the kinds of needs and things that you have at your own house. Um, and imagine, so one of our houses right now has five women in it. So imagine having a house with five women who are, you know, either pregnant or with their, with their babies, right? There's going to be an extraordinary need for, for diapers and wipes to start with, but clothes and food, uh, and just any kind of thing that you do at your house, we, we, we need at our house as well. Um, and you can go on our website and you can, you can donate materially to, to Bella House. We have a whole Amazon wish list of all kinds of stuff that we use on a regular basis. It's a, it's an ongoing, endless need. Um, and that's something that, uh, you know, that's part of what I, that's what I'm trying to promote. Um, but yeah, any kind of need that you have at your house, uh, we would have at ours as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so there's two locations, 11 a maximum, uh, as well. And so uh, tell us about the outreach portion of your position. This is basically getting the word out about yeah. the fact that you exist. Sure. So, so here is a, here's the situation. We live in a post row world, especially here in Texas, right? Roe versus Wade fell last year. Uh, abortion is leg- is illegal here in Texas. There's essentially no abortions happening. So the big cultural issue, I think, surrounding that that event is, oh, that's great that abortion has ended. And a lot of people say, well, what are you doing for women now? Because if abortion is ended, that means we're going to have more pregnancies, seemingly. So what are you doing for women? Well, the reality is, is we've always been doing this kind of work. Here in the Dallas area, I know this, these kinds of efforts go back to the 80s and the, and the late 70s. So this is nothing new that, you know, uh, Groups like Bell House and others have done. We've always helped women who are in need when they were pregnant. They could come to us. We could always get them whatever they needed to include, you know, uh, mental health counseling or medical, medical, uh, you know, medical treatment. Um, so this has always been the case. And now that the situational awareness is different surrounding the issue of abortion, people say, well, what are you doing now? Well, we're, we're doing a, an extraordinary amount, actually. I find that there's a little bit of a disconnect. A lot of people don't even realize, people who are a good pro-life people don't even realize, you know, how much work is going into helping women who are in need. And that's part of my job in outreach and awareness is to try and connect the dots and say, mm-hmm. hey, we're with Bella House, we're faith-based ministry, we have the, the two houses, we can handle, we can help all these different women. Um, you know, can you help us out? As I talk to churches and, and groups around here in the Metroplex, I find the majority of the time when I call them and introduce myself and say, yeah, I'm with Bella House, they go, they go, who? Mm-hmm. They go, what? So I have to explain what it is. Now, the, the cool thing is, as soon as I explain what it is, everyone's on board immediately. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my goodness, yes, we absolutely have to help. How how can we help? What can we do? Right? And so uh, so I'm director of development as well, so I'd be remiss in my duties if I had not mentioned that you can go to our website, bellahouse.org, uh, click on the donate button, uh, and assist us financially. So mm-hmm. there's there's different ways to do that. I um, You can become a monthly donor, our sowers program, sowers sowing the seeds for the future uh, the women who come to us. So there's a, the monthly, the monthly recurring donation program. 
Um, so those are kinds of you can donate, uh, become a sower. You can uh, get to us materially, the needs at the houses. Um, and also you can volunteer for Bella House. Go to the website again, bellahouse.org. Click on the volunteer button and there'll be options there for, for volunteering. Let us know what you can do. All right. So let's say a woman comes in. She's yeah. two months pregnant. Uh, right. She's there for the, the seven months of the pregnancy. She right. has her baby. Right. How long does a relationship last? So as long as the relationship needs to last. We don't, we don't have a hard, you know, a red line in the sand that yeah. you got to get out. Um, now the whole, the thing is that the whole time, uh, we're working very closely. We have case managers uh, on site at the houses uh, who are so essentially like social workers, and they help and they assist uh, getting back on their feet. So this is a daily thing here. It's not. Uh, it's not some kind of you just hey live here for free, do whatever you want, sit down, watch Netflix all day. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. So the women who come are involved in uh, training programs from financial literacy to. Uh, you know, getting a job or to training programs. There's, there's, there's all kinds of, of programs that we, uh, that we make available to the women and, and that we, they, we have them go through so that they, you know, again, the goal is to get them back out yeah. into the world, mm-hmm. right? Um, so again, they'll do, so it, as long as they need assistance from us, we're, we're going to be there for them. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the unconditional mercy and love of God that we practice within the ministry every day. Uh, Andrew Smith is my guest, Director of Outreach and Development for Bella House. Their website is bellahouse.org, and you can reach him by email, andrew.smith at bellahouse.org. Right. Uh, and uh, the, the faith-based residence for homeless, pregnant women, a safe haven where enriching programs inspire transformation and brighter futures for mothers and their children. Uh, you've got a, an event coming up, <laughs> right. uh, March 18th. Anything that has to do with St. Patrick's Day, I love, because I got married in Ireland to an Irish woman. I remember. So I, I have an affinity to, for Ireland, but uh, this, this looks really like a lot of fun. It is. It's, we're called Irish Eyes Are Smiling on Bella House. It's a St. Patrick's Day celebration benefiting Bella, Bella House. Excuse me. Uh, again, go to bellahouse.org. You can see all the details about the event. We're going to have, uh, some food from McGuire's. We're going to have a live band, uh, band named Beyond the Pale. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're pretty, they're pretty well known. They're, they, they, they go to a lot of stuff. There's four members. Music sounds pretty good. Uh, we're gonna have dancing, food, and fun for the whole family in the Irish tradition. So come dressed in your Irish best. I'll, dress, I'll be dressed like a leprechaun. Is that right? Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was thinking about getting a kilt. What do you think about that? Can I get a kilt? Dress like St. Patrick. I mean, that, that'd be awesome, huh? St. Patrick. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything green. You know, my my heritage. I'm not Irish. I uh, we're, my my family's Dutch German, and and. I was like, boy, I can't. Mm, you didn't find a green shirt probably. I have, huh? no, I have no green clothes. That's wrong. I have nothing green. I've done, yeah. Anyways, it's uh, Saturday, March 18th. It's at uh, St. Rita Catholic Community Sweeney Hall, the beautiful facility right there on mm. campus. Uh, the doors open at 630. You can go, again, go online uh, at bellhouse.org. You can see all the information about the event itself. We have uh, some raffle items. We're going to be raffling off some really nice items. Um, you can buy individual tickets or come as a, come as a couple or, uh, we have a family package as well. You want to bring your family. So yes, it is a family friendly event. Please bring your kids. So yeah, we're encouraging that. Um, we're going to have dancing. They're going to have people there to teach us to do like Irish dance. Oh yeah. Yeah. My, you know my, my, my daughter was competed competitively for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't I, know what it's called. I don't yeah, know. No, well, yeah. So, well, the, the competition's called a fesh. Yeah. Uh, that like they that. have, like, yeah, Irish dancing. Yeah. Like, right, like, so that's going to be fun. I don't dance. I'm a big, 
I don't dance, but I like You're watching. Not in your toes, are you? <laughs> but I don't mind watching others. My wife is a big dancer, so maybe she'll yeah. still get into yeah. it. Yeah, a Kaylee. I think they they may call it a Kaylee. Yeah, Kaylee is one of the names. Uh, not not to break. to uh, let any grass grow under your feet. The very next weekend, you've got an event uh, at Good Shepherd. Kathy, uh, did that? Is that not going to so, happen? Yeah, <laughs> you can go to our website and find out all of our upcoming events at yeah. bellahouse dot org. Excuse me. Yeah, uh, you can go on there and find out about that uh, other events that we have this is our this is the one we're focusing on with okay. the Irish eyes are smiling yeah we're particularly I'm again here's my development hat I'm putting on we're particularly encouraging uh, the thousand dollar sponsorship level it comes with a couple tickets for the event itself uh, we're going to recognize all the uh, sponsor names uh, at the event itself so we're encouraging people to be to be involved you know Dave I'll tell you this the Bell House board met recently and they, we passed our our biggest budget ever for this year 2023 so we're kind of moving boldly into the future. And so if any of you out there could participate and could help uh, with that, because we want to help more women. We want to bring, you know, more babies uh, into Bella House, mm-hmm. right? We want to make sure more transformation occurs. We want to make sure that there's a lot more experience of the unconditional love of God, right? That the, All this, this event, we're going to have fun on March 18th, singing and dancing and, and, and eating food from McGuire's, which I understand is fantastic. I've never had it. Maybe we'll have a Guinness or two, but all of it is for this good end to serve the the women who come here, the babies who are born, you know, just that, that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. So come and have fun and support us and let's, let's save more moms and babies. And if somebody, you mentioned if somebody's listening and they know somebody who may be in a, in a sure. position like this, sure. I'm wondering how do most of the women that end up being at Bella House, how do they hear about you? Especially if they are in the category of the more down and out type yeah. of homeless person. Uh, I wonder how does the word get around or how do you do that? So a lot of it comes from uh, like our website. We uh, publicly advertise our phone number that, uh, that women can call if they, uh, if they need assistance. Uh, we have uh, people on staff who do uh, who do uh, outreach to the the communities that need this kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, and they're like they're like little wonder workers. I think uh, I'm not sure exactly how they they operate sometimes, but they're out there and they're meeting people and they're networking with other organizations, um, and they're coming into contact with people who you know might need our assistance. And if they do, then we we bring them to the houses. We do initial interviews. We get them mental health counseling if they need it. That's a, that's a big one we found was that when women coming in for assistance, a lot of times there's a desperate need for mental health counseling. So mm. we've arra- we made arrangements for that to occur this year for all the women who come into Bell House. Um, and we've seen, uh, you know, greater rates of women uh, participating more fully in the program when they have mental health counseling. So mm-hmm. it's really, it's really, it's really a, how do I say it? It's, it's just a great experience uh, to see it all coming together. But they they come from all over the place. There's really, there isn't one real spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the website, the phone number, we watch them all the time, and people are always contacting us. And I'm assuming there's no prerequisites. You don't have to be Catholic. You don't have to be from right. Plano or Dallas. It's just if you have a need, right. you need somewhere to stay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, yeah, the, then then Bella House it's will more be the, that, the, It's more that unconditional stuff, right? Yeah, we take in. We, we'll take. Yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't ask those questions. Yeah, BellaHouse.org is the website. Andrew Smith, Director of Outreach and Development uh, at Bella House, with two locations, Plano and Dallas. Uh, don't forget the Irish eyes are smiling on are, are smiling, smiling yeah. <laughs> on Bella House. 
Uh, join Bella House for an evening of food, fun, and dancing for the whole family in the Irish tradition. Uh, Saturday, March 18th, 6.30 to 9.30. It's right it's right between the feasts of uh, uh, Patrick and Joseph, you know, that the 18th. Because Joseph is the 19th. Right. And, and that, that's the, the, the two powerhouse saints right there on either side of your sure. event. And, of course, you'll be stressing the, the Irish St. Saint, Saint Patrick, uh, the one. Right. Uh, so let's, you know, right. in just uh, the few minutes that we have remaining here, just... Uh, Kind of remind everybody of the different ways that people can help you, of course. Sure. Sponsors of the event, outright sure. donations, volunteers. What, what can people do? So, yeah, go to the website is the first resource. Go to bellahouse.org. Click on the donate button. Again, finances are the big one with our, our biggest budget this year because we want to reach more women than ever. Uh, you can sign up just, just to be a, a one-time donor or a recurring donor, a monthly donor to Sowers, the Sowers program. The Sowers sow the seeds for the future. It's a biblical narrative. Um, and you can also, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you can donate uh, materially. We have material needs at the house. You can do this all on the website. You can click onto the Amazon wish list. And everyone's familiar with these, I'm, I'm assuming. There's just a ton of stuff that we need. Uh, also go on the website and volunteer to help out with Bella House. Now, volunteering is, is, is a particular need because we're always, we're always needing stuff at the houses. I'll just give you a short list. You can, if you can volunteer, you can bring or prepare meals for, for the moms. You can babysit so, so the moms can go rest or go to a movie or a doctor's appointment or something they need to do. Uh, you can bring clothes. Like I said, you can come and organize our garages. We have two, two good sized garages and there's always just a lot of stuff that we're getting and they need organization. Yard work is a big one at both houses. We need people to come mow the lawn, trim the bushes. We need fences replaced at both houses. Um, but the fences are old or they're wearing out. We need people who can either just come and do a complete replacement of, of either one of the fences at either house. Uh, so, so there's a lot there. You can come and clean the house, do some, do some organization in the house. You know, all, again, everything you have at your house, mm-hmm. we need at our house, yeah. right? There's, yeah. there's literally, there's very little difference. Other than that, we just have a lot more people at our houses, <laughs> right? Imagine living yeah. with a house with five women and five babies, right? Mm-hmm. So that would be, that would be, that's a lot of work, yeah. right? So, yeah. I see here uh, on the information you brought in, the impact yeah. since 2015, 134 moms, 55 babies, a, a set of twins. Yeah, we had a set of twins And a baby year. out of Nikki as well and i'm guessing out of those 134 moms if there hadn't been something like bella house these probably are moms a good portion of them would have uh made the the horrible life decision to have an abortion because they're in a desperate situation so this is uh, literally you know you look at those 55 babies you wonder how many of those yeah. would have even been alive had it not been something like bella house it's a, it's absolutely true it's a very good point and you know out of the 134 moms you know, not all of them came and stayed for six months or a year. You know, some of them came for shorter periods of time or, or whatever, you know, it's whatever they needed. We had the twins last year. It's really, it's really quite amazing to see that. And, um, the, the, the mom with the twins is now in their own apartment and she's doing really well. Mm. And it's because of Bella House. And yeah, with the cultural change with Roe overturning and now a lot more awareness being, uh, you know, made on, Hey, we need to do more for women. We need to do more to help out with all these, these these pregnancies that people think are coming. Yeah. We, okay, fine. Let's do it. So we're well prepared to do that. We're well set to do that. And this year we hope to do it even more than ever. All right. Uh, thanks so much for being here. Thank Good you, to Dave. see you. No, been uh, been it. too long since you've been to the studio. Don't be a stranger. Andrew Smith, Director yep. of Outreach and Development, Bella House. Uh, just go to bellahouse.org and you can find out how you can donate. Also about this March 18th, uh, Irish Eyes Are Smiling on Bella House event over at St. Rita's Sweeney Hall. 
and uh, volunteers. Yeah, Andrew's listed a whole lot of ways you can do that. So, so thank you for visiting the studio. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Cecil. And uh, we appreciate also suggestions for future interviews. If you have a, a topic that you think we should cover on this program, email me, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. God bless you. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at the same time for another KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. Are you looking for a place to get your work done? WorkSuites provides full-service offices, meeting rooms, and co-working spaces for professionals seeking privacy and productivity. The suites come furnished, wired, and move-in ready. WorkSuites is a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM and is owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. Flip invites you to call 888- Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.